right, welcome to another All About Nothing podcast. I'm your host, Barrett. It is February 21st, 2018. I'll warn you, i got another long one tonight. We did go over the uh, usual 30-minute allotment, and... I think you'll be entertained. My guest this episode is a friend of mine I work with, Keith Cooper. So I will bring him on here in just a minute. Lot, lot going on, and we will uh, we'll talk about it coming up with Keith mostly, but. Uh, President Trump held a meeting today with a televised meeting with uh, some of the victims from the shooting last week, as well as victims from other recent shootings. And uh, he made some promises. He made some vows. He said that uh, this was not going to continue under his presidency, that uh, really made it seem like he was putting a lot of the blame on past administrations so we'll get into that all of it it's a lot to talk about as always you can follow me on twitter aan underscore pod so i want to go ahead and welcome uh, a good friend of mine keith cooper we work at uh a, a company together and um Want to go ahead and uh, welcome you in, Keith. Thank you again for joining me. Um, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So uh, Keith and I have uh, fairly similar thinking when it comes to politics and 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 things that uh, that 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 go on that uh, we we seem to be appalled by some of the same stuff. Um, and uh, and bringing Keith into the show again uh, tonight. Um, one of the things that I was just mentioning before, um, apparently. President Trump uh, did hold a meeting at the White House today where um, he met with some of the victims from the shooting last week, as well as victims from other shootings. And he has made a vow suggesting that he is going to be the president to actually get something done as far as um, gun laws. We're going to see a a change in gun laws, um, tougher background checks. Um, We're going to see things like... um, uh, screenings, uh, mental health screenings for people, so that uh, to determine whether or not they should be able to get a gun. He wants to see the age limit raised on uh, being able to purchase an assault rifle from 18 to 21. So uh, he wants to see um, schools conducting more active shooter drills and um, you know again background checks, mental health screenings. You know, I I I I I feel like not that these are just promises. I mean, he didn't promise. He basically, he, they're, they're saying it's a vow. He has vowed to make these changes. But um, I, I, I want to get your opinion on this, um, and, and then I'll give mine. But I know, uh, Keith, you were affected, um, or you, you know, your son, your family was affected because the school that your son goes to, they didn't they just have a, a, a threat? Yes, they just had a threat where an individual, well, right now there are not a lot of details out to exactly what happened, but an individual wrote something on the bathroom, I'm not sure what words he wrote, about violence at the school, 
on Tuesday morning, which would be yesterday morning. Sure. So when I got, one of my coworkers told me about it. Of course, it stressed me out to think about everything that's going on right now in the world and what goes on in these schools. So I left work, went to pick my son up, and thankfully, nothing happened at school. It was a threat, but I took it seriously. <clears throat> yeah, of course. So yes. Yes, I, I was affected by it, but not to the same extent of people being affected in Florida. I was oh, uh, no, of course. affected by just the thought of violence. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and, and we got an email from my son's school that um, they they basically were telling us what it is that's going to be involved in, or, or they're letting us know as parents what it is that's going to be going on with, um, they're going to be doing active shooting or active shooter drills. Um, I, I, they didn't say how often, but they, they definitely indicated this is something that they're going to begin practicing. They already apparently have a plan in place for, for this sort of thing. So it's not like this has not gone unnoticed. I, 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 I don't know if this is going to be the solution. Um, this, this idea, you know, the idea behind having schools, uh, participate in active shooter drills, I, I, I feel like is going to set the wrong tone, um, for preparedness i i you know this 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 feels like a band-aid it doesn't it doesn't feel like an actual solution to the problem it feels like they're just giving a band honestly in 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 my opinion i i don't think they're ever going to get rid of the guns i'm not saying they can't curtail the number of guns that are being purchased or 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 sold you know it's it's entirely possible that they could they could with some background checks and 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 with screenings and things like that. I I definitely feel like they could probably fix some of it, but there's a lot of guns still already out there, and you still have dealers and gun shows and things like that that don't adhere to the 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 um, the laws that are already in place. You know, California I think shot down. I, I think California shot down. They had. Um, Apparently, a vote this week or, or just recently today, maybe that um, that they were trying to do that. The Republicans, the GOP, was trying to do away with the ten day waiting period on purchase of a new firearm, and it got shot down. So in California, you still have to ha- you have a mandatory waiting period before you can purchase a gun. And I know people that we work with that would tell you, well, that's infringing on my right. That's infringing on my right to purchase a firearm. My argument is not. You're still going to buy a firearm. You still have the right to buy the firearm. You still have the right to own the firearm. But you're you're just having to wait a few days because, you know, it, it's it, the reason behind the 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 waiting period specifically is 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 a cool down period. And mm-hmm. there were statistically the the shootings that occur. And last week is an outlier. Last week is an exception. That statistically the Guns that are purchased and used in a mass shooting or in some sort of violence or a violent act against other human beings, typically those guns are purchased within 24 hours of the actual shooting occurs. So if there were mandatory uh, waiting periods on those purchases, it is highly likely that those probably would not have occurred. There would not have been a, a, a violent act using those firearms. Now, that doesn't mean that someone wouldn't have tried to get a gun another way. But, you know, if the plan was, I'm going to buy a firearm and then I'm going to go shoot people, you, you have eliminated the, the, the you've, you've taken away their ability to get a gun at the point at which they're the most angry. I don't know. 
I, I, I think background checks and mental screenings are a huge way of, 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 you know, taking care of part of it. Um, I, I don't own, uh, an assault weapon. I, or I, I don't own a rifle that isn't bigger than a 22 caliber. That was my grandfather's in world war two. And, and it shoots great. Uh, I've, I've, I've shot well with it, but it's almost a hundred years old. So, you know, I, I don't need an assault rifle like that. I don't need something that fire that is semi-automatic that will, that will, you know, reload for me. Mine is a bolt. It's, you know, it's an old bolt fire, uh, shot, uh, um, sorry, uh, rifle. So I, 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 you know, I, I don't I don't have any solutions, but when it comes to schools, I have some ideas and I think an idea would be that this government is going to have to spend money on protection. If they're not willing to ban some of these guns or put in place background checks on uh, specifically on buying buying firearms through reputable dealers, I get that there's still going to be the black market. You're still going to have people out there selling guns or, you know, people finding guns or stealing guns or whatever. I get it. That's always going to happen. But if you take away the ability to buy them legally, which I think, I think something like 70 to 80% of, I think it's 75, 75 to 80% of firearms purchased in this country are bought through, um, through a, a, a legal purchase. So if you, if you take away the ability for someone to get a firearm right this second and you, and you make them do a back and you force them to do a background check and you force them, you know, you have people do mental illness screenings that, or, or not, not even the mental screening, but if they have some sort of a diagnosis in their past, it should show up on their background check. So they so they they should have the they should have that information and the dealer can say, you know, we're going to have, you know, this is this is it came back as a denial. Um, This is the telephone number you can call to dispute it. And, um, you know, no purchase has been made, you know, and then we move forward. Um, But I don't know that that's going to happen because the NRA specifically wants people to have the right to buy a firearm has nothing to do with you uh, owning a firearm. It has nothing to do with your, your uh, inalienable right or, or an un, uninfringed right to own a firearm. It is everything to do with your uninfringed right to purchase a firearm has nothing to do with your safety. It has everything to do with your money and people that deny that are just, I, I I don't understand how they can't look at it and recognize the NRA is basically the propaganda machine of the manufacturers. I don't I don't understand. But I do have an idea as far as protecting kids in school. If if we take the thirty some odd billion dollars that they're asking for to um to build the stupid wall, I, I think what you could actually do is you could take that $30 billion and update every single school in the entire country with a, a uh, security system that um, replaces all the doors with steel doors. And if there is an alarm triggered where there is an active shooter in the building, then every single door automatically closes and lo- locks and bolts in place. I, th- I think Ooh. you could possibly protect the students better by keeping the gunman in the hall 
you know, I, I'm not saying, see, and, and that's, that's one of the things that I, I, we don't know enough about these shooters is if let's say, so, let's say a shooter gets into a classroom, you trigger the alarm, the doors close and bolt. His only way out is through a window. Is he going to waste time shooting up the people in the classroom or is he going to try and get out? Cause I, I have a feeling that most of these shooters, I don't know. I, you know, now that I think about it, you, you have almost all of them end in either um, death by cop or death by suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an oddity that the guy, this Nicholas Cruz, was captured, but he cat captured as he was trying to escape. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. So, but apparently the president thinks that he's got some ideas and um, he, he, it has vowed that uh, he will be the president to make it happen. Uh, he did not. Uh, he did not miss out on the opportunity to basically blame uh, the last two administrations for where we at now. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I, I think President Trump's full of hot air. I think what's going to happen is he's made these statements, and what's going to happen is the GOP is going to rein him in. They're going to do what they always do and basically just pull him back and say, you made some promises you shouldn't have because we're never going to let this happen. Yes. I, I definitely I agree with you. I want to piggyback on something, on a comment you made. Now, I don't know the exact dates, but before um, President Bush or former President Bush was in um, office, there was, I think, about a 10-year ban on assault weapons. Yes. And I'm, I may be wrong with 10 years. Maybe it was close to about 10 years. I'm not familiar with it. It was. I'm familiar with that time frame. It was. Um, it yeah. was. It was. It, President Clinton actually signed. So President Bush did the footwork. Um, for mm-hmm. President Bush 41 did the footwork to get it in mm-hmm. place, and President Clinton signed it into place in uh, 1994. Okay. And doing it yeah, from 94 to 2004. Right. During that time frame, people still were able to buy guns. Yep. No Second Amendment rights were being, you know, the you know the talking point that people seem to say is they're trying to take my guns from me. They're trying to stop my Second Amendment rights. I'd rather die before I lose my guns. I hear all type of different comments when people talk about guns. Right. But during that time frame, people still were able to buy guns. It just were there was a assault weapon ban, and then once. Uh, President Bush came into office. They removed the ban. Well, they they let it lapse. They they it expired. Yeah, they let it lapse. Well, I mean, okay, well, yeah, yeah they did let it lapse. Okay, they didn't do anything to to stop it. No. So so they let it lapse. No. In and fact, well, and and and, and not to interrupt you, but so and 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 it nece- it wasn't necessarily even it, it was a it was a ban on. Um, American companies or companies inside the United States, they could not build and sell assault weapons. They could not build anything that was considered a rifle that um, that was a semi-automatic. So if, if, if you still wanted to own a bolt-action rifle, you could still purchase one. It also uh, banned the import of any assault rifles as well. So like the AK-47, the Kalashnikov, the 47, um, those were no longer being imported during that time frame. And and I don't have all of the statistics in front of me right now, and I, I did a report on it for school uh, several years ago. But the statistics basically were, so um, there was a dramatic decrease in the number of, of multi-victim 
crimes using weapons, uh, using firearms. There was a there was a, there was a recognizable decline. Um, and and see the other thing was is any crime that was committed using a an assault rifle. Um, now when a sheriff's let's say let's say a, a crime is committed using assault rifle, the sheriff's department or the FBI or whomever winds up taking that firearm and and using it or it is it is used as evidence. Once it's used as evidence and cleared, it is refurbished, and um, there will sometimes be police auctions um, or state auctions or federal auctions, and they would wind up, some of those weapons would then be sold back into the public. During the assault weapons ban, that was not allowed either. So any any weapon that was taken in uh, during the assault weapons, uh, assault weapons ban, those firearms um, had to be either... Um, had to be uh, taken in as equipment for the, uh, le- the, the, the the sheriff's department or the city police or whatever. They had to take claim of those weapons. They could not turn around and sell them at auction. Okay. So you, you had the reduction of... So anytime these crimes were committed, these weapons were being taken off the street and were not being dispersed back into the street. So it, it was. It, it had a dramatic. There was a dramatic effect on violent crime using these weapons, because they they were being reduced. There were not as many of them because anytime one was used, it was being taken off the street and not used again. So it, it had it had an effect, but we let it expire because NRA, America. Yes, yes. But then now, now we are. Now we're doing the same thing. Every mass shooting, you hear the same thing. My thoughts and prayers. Of course. My thoughts and prayers. My thoughts and prayers. But we need more than thoughts and prayers. And I like your idea of the doors being the metal doors. But I feel like, this is my opinion on the school, I don't feel like they're going to do anything any different. I feel like, you know, the same thing. I feel like Trump is just blowing hot air at like just because he always does. I agree. He blows hot air. He goes out and talks as if he cares, and he really doesn't care. Well, he campaigned um, saying that he was going to make sure that uh, that that um, that every citizen had health care, which you know, with with the ACA, it, it is it is required that every citizen have uh, uh, health care. But you know, there are there are ways to get out that if you don't have you know. Uh, if you, if you don't make a certain amount of money, then, then, then you can have it. But you know, if you fall in between what is the Medicaid gap and the ACA. So if you're in that space, chances are ACA is too expensive for you, but you don't make, you don't make so little that you can get Medicaid. So there are people that still do not have insurance that fall between the two. And, you know, president Trump is allowing that to happen. I think it's also the words on the healthcare. I mean, do you remember when I think Paul Ryan was saying in the beginning during the campaign that people are going to have access to healthcare? Right. And if you think about it, the words the words he used were careful. Everyone has access to healthcare, but that's not affordable right. healthcare. And then the healthcare that you do have access to may be bare bones insurance that really doesn't cover anything so you have access but it's not healthcare that covers anything right and well, yeah. that's the point where we're at go ahead 
No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I mean, you and I work for the same company, and I'll be completely honest with you. I think that our insurance costs an unbelievable amount. Like, I, I get, I get, I, you know, I, I, I recognize that I have chosen the top tier of the insurance, but, and, and, and that's fine. But, you know, it is, it is not cheap. And I, you know, I think if, I think for anyone that is paying for family insurance where we work, it's probably about fifteen to sixteen thousand dollars a year, which is just ridiculous. And if you only make a certain amount of money, then you that's coming out of your paycheck. And 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 for most people, they don't really get sick a lot. You know, I I, I don't know how often you go to the doctor, but I go to the doctor two or three times a year on our insurance. You know, and that's generally just for checkups. So it's $20 visit for a checkup that I'm paying this exorbitant amount of money for. You know, my kids go to their regular visits and sure, yeah, if 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 they get sick then it's available, you know, but it's it's still it's still so expensive. You know, I, I the other thing is is that we we continue to have the president and the GOP out there basically telling everyone how great this tax break is. And I, I don't know what, you know, I, I'm sure we all saw a little bit bump, a little bit of a bump in our paychecks in Jan, at the end of January or February. And, you know, with, with March and end of February is coming up. So we'll get a paycheck in March. And, you know, I had people around me saying, you know, they had, they saw maybe a hundred extra dollars, something like that. That's terrific. I didn't see a hundred extra dollars. I saw, I saw, I saw an extra $46. And, and while $46. I would. Yeah. Go ahead. A hundred extra dollars for someone that looks down on people to you know, for for Trump. I just I don't even see him as a president, but I, for Trump, yeah, the way he talks to people, the way he looks down on individuals, the way he's always been a bullying with any person that says anything about him, he tries to bully the person. Of course, he tries to strong arm individuals. I don't. I don't give him any credit for me having an extra forty or fifty dollars. Yeah. That yeah. that's like that's like someone giving me money to treat me bad. Right. That for I, I you know, I don't care for that at all. I mean, but I yeah, I mean okay, my paycheck has changed a little bit, but then if you go further, I think about fifteen, twenty I think in about fifteen, twenty years, your paycheck is going to decrease. Of course. Well, it, 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 you're you're getting a little bump now and some people are being fooled by the small bump they're getting now. But okay, the insurance if the insurance changes the way that they're trying to get insurance to change, you're gonna pay more for health care unless you're a eighteen a, a very young individual, you're gonna pay more for health care. So that same money that you're getting now is just fool's gold. Right. Well and, and, and in the end, you know, if 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 these tax if this tax break stays in place, if it if it do, if it is allowed to continue for the life of us you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it is going to create a deficit that is so large that w- we'll never pay it back. I mean, it, mm-hmm. and I'm not I don't know that this money's ever going to get paid back. I'll be honest. I don't think it is. I, I think, you know, I, I've always said that I don't think our government deals in the idea of real money. I don't even think rich people deal in the idea of real money. I think I think that money is is a symptom that only middle class and poor have to suffer from i you know 
I, I, I feel like we are the only ones that have to recognize that we that, that money is a real and tangible thing that we have to use in order to survive. I think that if you are of a certain wealth, it's not even an issue. You, 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 there's, no, there's no real responsibility. There's no real, you know, there's, there's nothing that they have to claim or, or take responsibility for when it comes to money. You know, I, I imagine that Trump Tower probably writes off its electric bills because they have so many people renting space from them. So they use that to take advantage of tax breaks. Uh, you know, and, and we have corporations now that went from a 35 percent corporate tax rate, dropped that all the way down to, I, I think, in some cases, 15 to 20 percent. And that 15 yeah. or 20 percent is probably something that's going to be written off on in deductions anyway. So they're going to get breaks on the taxes and some of these corporate. So who's paying for our country now? You know, I, 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 it, it's, it's disturbing to me, you know? So, um, we, we had a conversation, um, uh, yesterday, uh, with a, with one of our coworkers, I won't say his name, but you and I both know him and we were discussing, uh, net neutrality and I, he, he is of the mindset that because the government has regulations and control of it, it does not allow for the market to actually take care of, which one services the best and for the best price and things like that. And while I agree in theory that the market should be what handles our suppliers, it doesn't. And that's because our suppliers, specifically with net neutrality, internet, the 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 the, the suppliers have all arranged deals. And and the way you know that is because if you live in a certain area, now he blamed this on municipalities like city and state and you know local municipalities but it's not it's if if you live in one area you probably have one of two choices either a cable a cable internet or you have access to DSL through the phone service those are the only two you have and there's not multiple cable access and there's not multiple phone services it's one it's one cable and one phone and that's because the the telecom industry, whether it's cable or phone, they have made deals with the, each other so that they will only they will only provide service in this area and you'll only provide service in that area. And we will not see anywhere in there where it overlaps. There is no overlapping of any telecom services because they have made a deal. And that's the part at which the market fails, because if you only have access to one of them and you can't get the other or, or when I say one or the other, if you only have access to one telecom service versus, um, you know, like AT&T. So in my neighborhood, we have Windstream. The neighbor next neighborhood next to us has AT&T U-verse. We can only get one or the, we can't get one or the other. We have to go with the one that's providing service in our neighborhood. And again, that's, that's where this theory that the market can control and the market can pick who wins and who loses or who actually gets to provide service, that's where it fails because you you don't actually have competition in the telecom service. The only, the only competition in telecom you have is wireless. And even the wireless providers have made deals as far as how strong their signal is going to be in one area versus another area. So if, if you live in Columbia, South Carolina, and you have, I mean, I'm talking about the big four, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint. So if you have one of the big four, which I know you don't, uh, but if, if you do have one of the big four, then you have 
the opportunity to go between them, but chances are in order to get on one of them, you've signed a contract or you are leasing a phone from them that will have to go back to them, which means to change service providers, you have to go through hoops in order to change yeah. and get some get another phone. Or you got to pay for a phone outright. And, and who has $1,000 sitting around to buy a phone? I, you know, so so they have tied our hands behind our backs and they're constantly just kicking us in the balls. I just I, 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 I can't get over it. But but our friend has this idea that the market will take place or take care of everything as long as the government doesn't have its hands in there to 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 tie things up or to to make things uh, even for everyone. And, and, and it's not the, the telecom industry has gone above and beyond even they, they take care of themselves and that's it. Um, but you know, it's, it's the problem is, is that net neutrality is something that because Obama, uh, it, it went into place under Obama, it is seen as bad and terrible and wrong. Yes. And it's going to just hurt the country, which is just asinine. I mean, you know, you know okay. I'm no, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One of the things that I thought about, you were definitely right about um, the tax, the tax plan. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry to go back, but oh, I no, want to go fine. back to something you said about the tax plan. When you said that they they did what you know they, they want to cut the uh, corporate tax from 35 percent to 15 percent. Right. Also, something else when you look at the tax plan, they estimate that middle income those earning between 50 and let's say 80, 85, 86 thousand. They would see an average tax cut of about three percent, but the top one percent, those earning more than seven hundred and thirty-two thousand, would get an average tax cut of nearly eighteen percent. Ridiculous! And the top point one percent would see a twenty percent tax cut, and forty percent of people—I mean, forty percent of the benefits go to the top one percent. Yeah. So if you look at it. <laughs> It's still taking care of Trump's friends or wow. Trump's the businesses and the those the, the middle income individuals and lower income and middle income. You're making fifty thousand, lower than fifty thousand. You're not really seeing any difference. Right. You're actually going to end up losing more, and that seems to be the majority of people. Not majority. Well, a lot of people that I see who I see on TV who are Trump supporters, they'll say that. Uh, nobody wants handouts, or I don't want a handout. Then they showed a poll and showed a lot of research. A lot of Trump supporters on welfare get food stamps. They, but oh, then you're voting for someone who doesn't care anything about you, and you can see by the tax plan, and you're running and cheering for an individual who is doing more for wealthy individuals than he is for the lower income or middle income individuals. Right. And and I I don't understand how uh, th- and I think we've discussed this before, but I I don't understand how people can't look at the evidence and recognize that it's not as it, it's not what they say it is. So and and just to clarify that there is there is if if I make a million dollars and my taxes mm-hmm. are roughly about 
25 to 30 percent you know i there's probably some charitable donations that bring that down you know that, that i can i can use as deductions you know i have property therefore i get deductions on that um, i have interest on on loans i have so there's deductions on that there is there is the ability for someone that has that 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 makes that sort of money, there's the ability for them to deduct themselves down to the point where they're paying less in taxes. Now, that, that million dollar, the two, let's say, let's say they're still paying 10% on a million dollar salary. There's that, that's, that's still going to be, you know, somewhere in the, 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 I guess, you know, with a million dollars, you're still looking at a hundred thousand dollar range. That's, that's still a lot of money. I mean, it is, it is a huge amount of money. Um, but, and, and I know that, that a lot of people won't agree that this is the case, but there are a lot of millionaires who put off, put, they file for extensions on their taxes um, enough, they file enough extensions that they wind up not paying their taxes for last year. They, 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 there are, they, they find ways of getting out of paying those taxes and, and it's because they can afford to pay for lawyers and, and, and things like that to get out of it. I'm not saying all of them do it, but you can imagine the types that would. And I feel yeah. like one of the reasons we haven't seen Donald Trump's tax returns is because they may be years where they haven't been done. And when he says that he's under audit, he may be honest. He may be actually telling the truth that he is not technically under audit by the IRS, but that he is under an audit because they're trying to determine how to pay his taxes. You know, I, I and, and you know, oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. That was actually, I think, I think there is a report that shows he didn't pay income tax from what seventy-eight to I think seventy-nine. I may be a little further. Because according to the tax rules, he lost money. Right. That is a way Correct. that he got over by his attorneys. And I, I think he may have went further than just one year of not paying taxes by saying he lost money. But then in turn, he actually made money, but he finagled the system. The same system he's complaining about now. Right. He finagled the system. Right. Well, go ahead. No, you're you're right. I mean, if if he can claim that he had a loss that year that was greater than the amount of money that he would have paid in taxes, then yes, he doesn't. He virtually has no taxes to pay. It's it yes. it's it's amazing. But see, these are problems that don't happen with the middle class or the poor. These are things that only occur. These are things you can only get away with if you are part of a a a financial the the top financial end. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what, what is just astounding to me is that the people that are supporting Trump the most are probably the ones that wind up getting hurt the most. And I'm, I, again, and I've said this before, I, I, I don't hate Donald Trump. I don't hate the fact that he's rich. I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, my problem mm -hmm. is that I, I, I am very keen on observing behavior and I am, I am very observant on recognizing tells and, I'm going to be completely honest with you. For anyone listening, the president's tell is when he tells you, believe me. If he tells you, believe me, he's lying. That I mean, yes. that is his tell. You know, if he's a poker player, if he, if he and I are playing poker and he's sitting there and he's like, I got the greatest hand ever, believe me, I, I'm, I'm going to call his bluff because he's full of shit. He's telling <laughs> yes. a lie. He's not being honest. 
And and I believe that he says, believe me, at least once or twice in almost every single thing he talks about. So I, 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 I don't trust him. He, he literally is asking you to trust him, and he's lying. I mean, whatever it is he's t- saying to you, he's lying about. It's, it, you know, it's, it's incredible. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's amazing. So, um, I, you know, it, it, we, we live in a, in a very interesting time, and I hope that we survive it. That's, <laughs> I, I, I really. Man, I, I, I'd like to say something that you, I, I'd like to respond to something you said a while ago. It just hit my mind. Sure. We talked about the, you know, the, I'm, I'm not going to say the promises because you know that Trump, Whatever he says, he goes back on it. Who knows, in two days, he might say he didn't say anything about school shootings. He might say he didn't say anything because he's known to go back on saying, just like recently he said he never, he said he never said that the Russians did not have any meddling, that the Russians did not meddle in the election. And you, you, you and I both know we can go back and you can look and see several times where he said Russia had nothing to do with the election. Right. So he's known to go back on his word all the time, and people still believe it. But with him doing the background, the background checks, or wasn't wasn't the Trump administration? Wasn't this the one that got rid of the? It was some kind of thing that President Obama had where if you had mental. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're I can't talking remember about... the name of it. Yeah, so there was there there was a law in place that did prohibit um, individuals who had been deemed um, mentally unfit that that were that were you know I don't want to use the word crazy or anything like that but but if basically mm-hmm. yes. basically crazy if 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 they were deemed mentally unfit then they could not buy firearms assault rifles handguns you know g- grenades. You know, they, they could not purchase these things. Um, and, and in some cases, in states like Florida, they couldn't even buy, like, fertilizer for a garden because you might create a bomb. Fertilizer is one of the main ingredients of building these homemade, like, bombs. And I'm not putting that out there because I, I, that's not instructional. That's basically just informational. I don't want anyone to think that I know how to make a fertilizer bomb. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's on the internet. I don't either. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't either. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> clarify <laughs> but yeah so but that was that was a regulation that when uh, trump was i don't know in his second or third month he he signed an executive order doing away with that and which is which is crazy it's it's absolutely crazy yes. that this and that's that's in the same time period where you know that there's there's in this country there's always been a separation of church and state and it's not necessarily that it's always just to keep church out of the government it's it's to keep the government out of the church as well and mm-hmm. and you know so it's a, it's an equal partnership they both keep out of each other's business and and with that they allowed churches to operate tax free now what that what the intention of that was is also to keep um, pastors and ministers from standing in the pulpit and telling you who to vote for, you know, Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter. You you have we, we still we, we always still had pastors and ministers that would stand up there and and would give their without saying it directly or some of them would but you know that there was this this idea that as long as they did not tell you who to vote for or politically which party to pick that you that that they could remain tax free 
And in that mm-hmm. same time period that Trump let um, uh, mentally ill people purchase firearms, he also did away with this idea that the IRS could go after churches that that went political. So it, it's there are thing there are these regulate. I I don't know if people understand the reason we have regulations for some things is because they're necessary. The EPA had regulations in place that would prevent coal mine uh, operation companies from dumping coal ash into creeks because those creeks feed into the watershed that, that people draw their water from, either for livestock or even just for drinking. And, and, and now, because there is no regulation preventing that, for coal mine operation that, that, that takes this coal ash and dumps it into the creeks, they're they're already seeing an effect on on people downriver. I mean, and and not just down. Okay, so if if there is coal mining being done in um, Kentucky and Pennsylvania and Ohio, and that coal ash is being dumped into creeks, that creek water eventually makes it into the Ohio River. That the Ohio River makes it then into the Mississippi. So you know you're poisoning millions of people. The possibility. And I'm not saying that it's it's going to, but there is a possibility that you could have prevented by having these regulations in place because they're necessary. We we need we need to have, you know, we need to have regulations on some things. Um, I, it's it's just not it's you can't operate you cannot take care of people the way that a government should without regulations. It's 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 unbelievable to me the way how people abandon these ideas because they think these regulations are preventing people from uh, having jobs. That the, these regulations stop jobs. It's not the case. Coal mining is not gone because of regulation. Coal mining is not on the decline because of regulations. Coal mining is on the decline because we now don't have to have coal miners going into the coal mines. We the for one. There are very few coal mines left where they're actually going into the ground. Now all they do is they just strip an entire mountain top off. I mean, there are parts of West Virginia that used to have mountains that no longer have mountains because they just stripped the mountains. And there's there's literally no mountain left. It's it's a hole in the ground because they've taken the coal out. You know, the one of the things I, that, that, that you talked about with the political endorsements in churches, Mm-hmm. That was who was that Johnson? I think Lyndon was it Lyndon? It might have been Lyndon Johnson. It was. I think I think that's where Trump. I I think it was Lyndon Johnson. I'm not sure. It was. It, it's been in place for I mean since the 50s. Sure. And this was something that Trump wanted to roll back because of because of course most of his base. And I'll say this: I know people are going to disagree. Most of his base consider themselves to be "quote unquote" Christians, evangelicals. The majority is base, so they feel that this is something that he's doing. That's, I guess, maybe even biblical to them. That 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 he's standing up for religion, but this is a play for Trump to have his base or people that he consider voting for him. Only reason he did it, in my opinion, is because he feels that a lot of Christians support him, or or a lot of Christians support uh i mean republicans so that's the reason he did it because it was something for him or for other republicans right it had nothing to do with anything else in my opinion it was because trump feels like and you know my take on a lot of people call themselves christians but their actions and the way they carry themselves are far from that right yeah no i i, I completely agree i think 
I, I one of the biggest problems that I have in in this idea, well, Christianity lately for evangelicals mm-hmm. that that are part of the you know the grand old party, you know, there yeah. is this there is this this idea that. Or, or they seem to operate under the function that yes, they consider themselves Christians, but they don't act Christian-like, and yeah. and and in order to define Christian-like, you have to say, okay, well, is this something that Christ would do? Would Christ let would Christ let the poor die because they didn't have money? Would 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 he would he be okay with them not having health? If if Christ were here now, would would, would he have a problem with them not having health insurance that that they absolutely need? You know, not operating under the sense that Christ could just heal them, but, you know, that that they still have, you know, people still have to take care of themselves and they have to stay healthy and things like that. And if if health insurance was available to everyone, would it be the type of health insurance where some of us pay astronomical amounts or would it be a health insurance that was provided by some sort of entity that we all paid into equally to help take care of everyone? And I feel like it would be the latter. I I, I feel like Christ I would want some sort of you know, but then it's the same thing. So if if the problem behind all these shootings, if it's deemed to be the accessibility and and the the sheer volume of number of guns available, do you think Christ would allow there to be all of these guns, or do you think he would take away that tool of violence? I you know. Wow. And I and I always hear the same argument. Well, you know, I, I mean, we we work with a moron who who at lunch uh, the other day decided that he was going to uh, interject into a story that I told that had absolutely nothing to do with shootings or violence or anything like that. So the story is basically I went on a cruise back in 2008. I had a backpack that I accidentally left a buck knife in from a camping trip just prior to this. And. The the knife I, I left in there, and of course, when you go on a cruise, all of your luggage goes is checked, and it goes through security and whatnot. And it just happens they found the buck knife, and my luggage never made it up to our room. So I I called and 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 they said yeah, said you're going to need to come down to the security office that there was something found in your luggage, and and which was a little frightening because I couldn't imagine what was in there, but it turns out it was just a buck knife. And uh, and I went in there, and they said uh, they said we found a knife in your in your luggage that's larger than the the knives we allow on the boat. So um, we're just going to need you to sign this document saying that you'll pick it up from us at the end of the cruise. Perfect, not a problem. So they pull the knife out for me to identify it, and uh, and I and I look at it, but it's already been wrapped in layers and layers of duct tape. So I couldn't identify it to be honest with you because it 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 was covered in duct tape, but. That was the point at which this moron decided he wanted to interject and say, well, you know, did you hear the story about the woman in downtown Columbia where she shot up? She used an AK-47 or not an AK. She used an AR-15 to shoot up three people and killed them in downtown Columbia. And I looked at him in in sheer amazement because I had not heard the story. And I keep up on the news fairly well, especially local news, because you never know when your name might be in it. So I, but I, I looked at him. I said I had not heard that, and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because it wasn't, oh, it wasn't a gun. It wasn't an AR-15. It was, a, it was a Honda. It was a Honda Civic." And immediately I knew where this was going. I knew what he was going to say to me was basically that because cars can hurt people, we should take away cars. 
and and every time I hear that stupid, stupid argument, <laughs> the only thing, and, and and they never let you talk about it. They never actually let you interject with the fact that to own and operate a vehicle, you have to have insurance for for it. To operate the vehicle, you have to have a license for it. Um, that that you are required to take a test to operate. And, and and have a license for it. So so there are regulations and 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 security to or security, but there there are regulations that require certain things in order for you to own and operate that car legally. Why can't we have the same sort of things to own and operate firearms legally? I it, it, I hear that stupid argument and then I hear this, you know, well, you know, tens of thousands of people get stabbed in Europe in countries that they don't have uh, uh, guns, you know, where they're not allowed to carry guns. And I can't find those statistics. I can't find tens of thousands of people that are being slashed to death because I don't, I don't think it's happening. Yes, there are incidents where, uh, first of all, if, if you're in a crowd and, <laughs> and this is one of those incidents where somebody has a knife and they are literally going through the crowd stabbing someone, I don't believe they're going to be able to make it more than more than a few people before he's either jumped or he's given up because it takes a lot to stab. I'm not saying I know. I am assuming it yeah. takes a lot to stab someone. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, I, it's, it, to me, it's ridiculous. This, this notion that there are 10,000 stabbing deaths in Europe because they don't have firearms. If they had had firearms, they would have been able to protect themselves better from some guy with a knife. You, the guy literally would have brought a knife to a gunfight. Those, I don't, it doesn't happen. You know, I, I think that there. I agree with you yeah. on that. I, I haven't heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. I even, I've also, I did research on the United States compared to other countries. Americans are 10 times more likely to be killed by gun violence in America than in other countries. Yeah. But what the individual is throwing out about, I've never heard of 10,000 people being stabbed other places. And you're right. If I had a knife, not saying I would do it, I want to preface that. <laughs> if I had a knife, I couldn't do a, I could, to me, in my opinion, how can I kill 17 people? It doesn't make sense. I, I, when we have assault weapon, you can, I like the fact what you said about to, to drive a car, I need license. Can I take a test? I need insurance. Maybe we should do the same thing with guns. It should be a whole, a longer process for anyone to own a gun. But I still feel like for the schools, back to what you said about school safety, I would like, this is my opinion, metal detectors and an arm guard at the schools. Yeah. I, I don't I disagree. That would deter, I, I feel it would deter individuals because, okay, if I'm some crazy gunman going to a school, I already know when I go out here, it's going to be a police officer out here. It's going to be metal detectives. When I come out there, I got to go through a lot. I believe would deter individuals from coming out there. And to pay for the metal detectors, you can raise my taxes. I know a lot of people disagree. My property tax can be raised because I would like for all children to be able to go to school and parents feel safer with the children going to school. I don't feel like if, if they, if you extend the time it takes for an individual to get a gun, it will stop some individuals, but I feel like the schools need to be protected more and 
you would decrease the amount of individuals that commit those mass shootings at schools. Sure. That's just my opinion. No, I don't disagree. I, I think that there is a place for – I think there is the potential that uh, that a, that metal detectors could possibly curve um, – you know, in a situation where someone were hiding a gun in a backpack, I think that that metal detectors yeah, would right. definitely curve that. And that, and what you're seeing there is is the, it would probably mostly be a situation where a student is angry at another student. So yes, if there are metal detectors, that student would have to figure out a way to circumvent the actual metal detectors in order to bring a gun into the school. So I agree. I think. You know, and I believe that there's probably a way to, to do it so that you don't have these cumbersome machines that are that that are there that that uh, that that would would you know you you could the technology is there you could eliminate you know false positives uh, because someone has you know keys or something like that you know it could be it could be specific I mean when people go around with metal detectors on the beach they know whether or not it's a bot I mean that if it's a good one they know whether or not it's a bottle or bottle cap or if it is a, you know yes. a piece of iron or a piece of gold they they can tell they by the sounds or or, or whatnot so th- there is the potential but of course go ahead oh good i want i wanted something that you said earlier but you will have individuals and i've had the discussion before and i won't call anyone's name where they say that a metal detector um infringes on my civil liberties <sighs> and my question is what civil liberties allows someone to bring a gun in the school? Uh, how, how does your civil liberties should depend upon my feeling safe? Well, that, and, that was my question. Well, I'll just I'll 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 come right out and say who it was. Rob at work was telling me he thinks that. Uh, <laughs> no, <it wasn't. laughs> Rob Rob was telling me that the, the you know he he said he 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 asked the question. He said you know what's the one what's the one similarity. That, that you find in every single one of these gun shootings over, you know, in, in, you know, over the course of the last 20 years. And I looked right at him and I go, they were all on psychopathic drugs. Oh, besides that. Oh, 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 besides clearly the most important part was the fact that they were all mentally ill. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's what's the, uh, okay. So, so what's the, what's the other one reason you can't have one reason and one reason and not equal two reasons but I, what he wanted, basically, what he wanted to say was the fact that that these were gun-free zones. That it was it was some place where guns had been limited, either because you know, or, yeah, it was a it was a sign on a door that said that they were um, that you could not have a concealed weapon in there. You know, here's the thing about concealed weapons, and I don't think people understand this. A concealed weapon only only allows me to hide the weapon somewhere on my body. In the event that I need to defend myself, then I have one on my body. And, you know, so someone carrying an AR-15, I'm really curious, where on your body are you hiding that? Except that I understand, you know, with Columbine, the two shooters in Columbine hid them under their coats. So if there had been a metal detectors, they would have had to have gotten past that. And and if it if they didn't, you know, then, then they would have alarmed and maybe maybe lives would have been saved. Um but I feel like if you know, this this idea that guns beat guns is just ridiculous. I don't know if I, I, I feel like when people use that argument, they don't recognize the size of an actual bullet coming out of a round. They, they, they yeah. you I, I don't know anyone that can see a bullet coming and they can shoot a bullet. You know, if it, it, it's ridiculous, this, you, you can't a, a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Win. 
How? How? Did you how? get that comment from Trump? Did Did Trump say he could shoot a bullet? He may have said that. No, no, sure. no. I, I no that I made that up. I, that was that was all oh, me. This sounded like something he was. Saying. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna <laughs> copyright that Barrett Groover 2018. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, you but, should. <laughs> but yeah, you, this this idea that that a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun does not mean that the bad guy with a gun didn't also shoot up 15 other people. You know, before the good guy with a gun had the time and 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 recognized who it was that he needed to take care of. You know, he he. That's the other thing. I keep hearing this argument that maybe teachers in schools need to be armed, and I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea either because I, I don't I don't know if you remember being in school, but there were times where I got blamed for the kid next to me talking. I would get I would get hit with an eraser because the kid yeah. next to me was disrupting class. So mm-hmm. what who's to th- who who is honestly going to tell me that a teacher can tell the difference between um uh you know a kid running down the hall or a kid running down the hall with a gun. I they they have to know there are things they have to know in order to make that work and I I I I, I was married to a teacher once. I I I don't I'm, I'm not saying that she wouldn't have been able to, but I kind of doubt it. I, I I feel like in an emergency, teachers just need to be able to close and lock the doors, and yes, and 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 that is that is the training. That is what needs to be done specifically in order to prevent children from m- more children from being hurt in schools. Is safety by providing safety in schools? Let's take care of that. Let Let's take care of creating an infrastructure that can protect the children while they're at school. And I get it's going to make it sound like they're turning the schools into prisons, but if doors can close and lock without being opened until they're released, until it's it's safe, then yes. you you're not going to, we're never going to I don't think we're ever going to be able to get the guns away. I, I just don't. I, I, but I think we can try and prevent it from happening by creating safer infrastructure, new technology to prevent these things from happening. So metal detectors, um, uh, um, immediate locking doors that bolt into place like a bank vault. I just I, I, I feel like we have the capabilities of creating a system yes. that can protect the children without doing away with the guns. But let's do that first and then. Let's take care of the gun problem. You, did, did you see there? There is an individual. I think he's an attorney in. Let's see, I think Kentucky. I may be wrong. I think it's Kentucky. He has vowed. I, I want to say he's a millionaire. Never millionaire. He's vowed to put metal detectors. He's promised to put metal detectors in all schools in a school district. Hmm. He's going to do it himself to put them there. You got other individuals who donate money as well. So that individual is at least starting some process. He's yeah. doing something. And I noticed that the administration is just going to talk. I, I, I honestly don't feel like they're going to do anything any different. I don't feel anything will happen. Now, I did do a little bit of research while we were talking about mass shootings in the United States. Okay. Here's a few things, and I'm reading this. I'm not making any of it up for sure. anyone here this and looks at me a little different. Um, the research shows from 1982 to now Mass um, shootings in America are committed, let's see, by I mean, the majority, overwhelming majority, 64% are committed by white men. Mm. You, hold on, hold on. You mean, you mean not the Black Panthers? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not the Black Panthers. And 
not the Muslims. <laughs> but everyone's talking about 64 percent. And of course, I'm, of course, someone is going to hear this and say that I got it from a site that I made it up, or they don't go to CNN, fake go back news, and forth. but communist it news says network. here it's just showing. Go ahead, go ahead, Barrett. No, I was, just, I, I was repeating the things that some people would say. <laughs> yes, they're going to call this fake news or so forth. But that's 64 percent. 60 percent of the mass shootings are done by black people. Uh, Asians, yes. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. My daughter's knocking on the door. Okay. Asians were responsible around 9%. And when you look at everything that's going on, I am not saying that white males or black males or whoever is responsible for it. But my question is, I want to get to the, I, I wish we could figure out why overwhelmingly what is causing individuals. I understand their mental issues. But there has to be something that's causing individuals to just be so angry that you want to go to a school and shoot. And I'm and no one no no one may ever give me the right answer. I I, I but, have a theory. I I, I think. Okay, go ahead. Well, okay, for this individual in particular, he he lives in South Florida. Okay, his name is Cruz, but he's a white guy. He's a white guy named Cruz. And and Cruz mm-hmm. typically is recognized as as generally a an Hispanic name, uh, mm-hmm. last name. And I'm not I'm not generalizing. I'm just being honest. I've 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 never met anyone who who wasn't of uh, some sort of Spanish descent that that's last name was Cruz. And I've known I've I think I've known five or six Cruzes. Um, mm-hmm. but this guy was clearly a white guy. I mean, he's I, I, I'm sure he may have some Hispanic descent to him, but but he was clearly a white guy. He had been accepted into the white supremacist group in Florida where he, quote unquote, trained with them. Um, there are photos of him practicing shooting. There are photos of him wearing a Make America Great hat again. You know, and and and, and just as a side note, it, it really irritates me the fact that people claim that this kid was. A, uh, a registered Democrat that that he had, he was a registered Democrat. He 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 turned yeah he turned uh, he turned nineteen. Um and and let's be honest, he probably voted for Trump, but he's a registered Democrat now. I I don't know I don't I don't know anyone that did when now when you when you vote do you, are you registered as a Democrat or you do you just vote. See, I don't know if I'm registered. That's a good question. Okay, see, if you don't know, then you're not. If if you don't know, then you are not registered or affiliated with a specific party. And 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 what they always claim is is the reason that they claim that you are a, a registered Democrat or a registered Republican is based on the fact that in the last election, you either or not even election. I take that back. Not general election, but in the last uh, primary. You, they're they're not open primaries. You have to vote for one. You have to vote in the Democrat primary or the Republican primary. It's one or the other. You don't get to choose. You know, if if in this race you want to choose a Democrat and in this race you want to choose a Republican, it, it doesn't work like that because it is the Republicans versus Republicans and Democrats versus Democrats for primaries. So if you voted in the primary, then you had to choose one side or the other, and that's where they get this idea. Or, or they they pigeonhole you into saying that you are either a Democrat or a Republican, or you are a registered Democrat or a, Demo- a re- registered Republican. 
that's all it has to do with. You didn't sign a document saying that you were a registered Democrat or registered Republican. I mean, there may be some cases where you may donate to the Republican Party and that may align you with them as well. But again, you rarely is there anyone out there that signed anything that has that states purely I am a registered Democrat or a registered Republican. I claimed okay. up until up until the end of the primaries uh, for 2016, I I was I was a a Democrat in the sense that I was um, I was part of the Democratic Party because I was um, I was campaigning for Bernie Sanders. Um, but mm-hmm. as soon as Bernie Sanders was out of the race, I I was just going to see who was available. I, I I did not campaign for Hillary Clinton. I didn't campaign for Donald Trump. I didn't you know. But this, so people claiming that he was a registered Democrat just annoys annoys me to no end because that's not what is going on. And in fact, I, there is literally no proof. The, the state of Florida, the State Department of Florida, has not actually even stated that he voted in the 2016 primary, which would have been the only one he was allowed to vote in, I believe, based on his age. And and now that I think about it, I'll be honest. He wouldn't have been 18 if he just turned 19. You know what? I need to fact check that first, but I need to see when his birthday was. But <clears throat> excuse me. If if he is 19 now, that means that between 2017 and now he was 17. When the election occurred and the primaries occurred, he would have been 16. Therefore, he could not have voted in the primary. He would not have been 18. Unless he was going to turn 18 by the time of the election. But that doesn't make sense because then he would be 20 now. I feel like that's something I need to look up. <laughs> now, I, I, I did hear with him, and, and this may not be true. I heard this. I mean, I, I saw where the, he has a hat, a Make America Great hat on. I don't, I don't know if it's imposed on his head. It could be a fake picture. No, it's it's, but, it's a fact. Um, uh, Snopes, okay. Snoops, Snopes did a um, – uh, they did a um, – they fact checked it. He it, it is actually legitimate. He was wearing, uh, he was wearing the hat. Then and and that's why I go and I say that I believe there are different levels. And of course, there are different levels of mental issues. You know, we know that there are individuals who, to me, have been raised their entire life to feel that one race is superior or inferior to another race. And I don't necessarily say that individual has a mental issue. They know right from wrong. They're just a person who is ignorant and who wants to do things the way they feel is right. Everyone else is wrong. Right. And I, and I guess I'm not, I guess it could be a mental issue, but I don't, every school shooting, I don't always say, or every mass shooting, I don't say there's a mental issue. And some people may disagree. They may, may agree. I feel like the individual hates other people could be and so that's where they go out and hey i hate other people so i'm gonna go out and make someone i'm gonna kill some people well and that's that's and they go out and kill people yeah and that's part of the problem is that 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 because a lot of these individuals that commit these mass murders or these mass shootings the part of the problem is, is they usually again they die by cop or die by suicide and if they die by if if they're dead and they can't be detained, then there's no one to interview them or do a do a do a, a profiling of them to figure out what it is that caused them to do this because they dead. So there's not a whole lot of information to go on to create a profile. 
it's it's difficult to do. Oh, and just as a follow up, he uh he turned eighteen on oh, I just lost it. He turned eighteen on September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety. I'm sorry, turned eighteen on September twenty fourth, uh, two thousand seventeen, which means that he would have been allowed to register to vote and vote in the general election, but he would not have voted in the primary. So therefore he's not registered with any party. He gets to vote. He's not 19 yet. Then if it's 2017, when it's September, he's not 19. No, he turned he's not 19. Yet. He turned 19 in September 2017. He turned 18 in oh, okay, September. Oh, so okay, so okay, yeah. so okay, okay, okay. I may have said it wrong. Okay, he he he, he okay. would have turns he would have turned 18 September 24th of 2016. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Okay, so okay. he he would not have been able to vote in the primaries. Therefore, he is he can't be a registered Democrat or a registered Republican. He literally could not have voted in the primaries. It would not it would not have it would not have happened. So this claim that he's a Democrat or a Republican or, or registered with one party or the other yes. is is completely asinine. That that infuriates me that people just make and and I know it, it might be the Russians throwing stuff out there on the internet when they say they you know when these things pop up, but that is misinformation. And, it, and, and it's only designed to try and make one group feel insecure about their choices and make another group feel yeah. like they are better than the other group. It's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It, it is so stupid. It's the same when, when you were talking about the profile. The last person I could think of that's alive who committed some type of mass shooting, the Dylan Roof guy from Charleston sure. or somewhere in Charleston when he shot those people. Right. And when they interviewed him, he said he wanted to start a race war. Yeah. Yeah. That was the reason that was his reason for doing it. And that was the reason. He wanted to kill other people from he wanted to kill black people. And here's the thing, I don't know, the whole I, I guess I'm gonna go off on a tangent on this one because I, I'm I'm African American, black person. I never understood how if you feel that not saying you as a you know you as a person, but if an individual feels that black people are inferior, why do you even worry about them? Why Agreed. do you want to kill them? I mean, they're inferior. If someone is inferior to me, I don't even pay attention to them. Agreed. I mean, but I never get why a white supremacist wants to go out. I want to kill unless trying to eliminate black people so you just be on the white people left, and that that could be the reason. But I never understood how you a person can hate individuals so much that you want to go out and kill that individual or harm that individual. And it makes you feel like a, I guess you're a good person. I, it, it just, it just is confusing to me when I hear anybody who is racist, white, black, anybody, you got sure. white, you have supremacists and all black, black, you have, you have black supremacists, white supremacists. And they feel as if they're doing the world of justice by harming another individual well, I, I just never get it well and i've 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 told you this before but but and and i i this is my own theory um behind racism in itself is that that racism is purely based on ignorance and yes and, I agree. and the key word in ignorance is ignore and it's ignoring the obvious it's ignoring the fact that we are all exactly the same yes we have some people that have differences whether they have they have some, uh, whether they have uh, ailments that make them different or whether they have skin tone that makes them different or their hair is different or their speech pattern is different, their, their, their intelligence is different. It doesn't matter. Our DNA is all 
essentially within 99.9% of being exactly the same. And, and the fact that someone can ignore that simply just, it, 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 it is ignorant to ignore the fact that, that there are so many, there are more similarities between all of us than there are differences. And, and it is, yeah. it's, I, I, I was raised, I, I was raised in a, in a family that, that it was, it, it was not, it wasn't even necessary to talk about these things. We, 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 I recognized it. My, my parents didn't have to instill in me the idea that, that my friend Courtney, who was black is, is, is exactly the same as my friend Adam, who is white. There's no difference. I, I could see that, but I, I wasn't raised. I wasn't raised in a family that that expressed that as a difference. That that a, that if I ever said, look, and I'll be completely honest with you, the N word makes me cringe. I hear it on television. It makes me cringe. And, I don't use it at all. And well, and and it it doesn't it does it doesn't make sense to me why you know why why I can't say a word, but but it but it but it makes me uncomfortable. You know, because I know that that word is offensive to an entire race of people, an entire it 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 upsets me. But I if if you if if you believe in evolution and you believe that 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 we are all related, then you have to also believe that we came from one spot, and 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 we as human beings developed from Africa. We are all, we are all from Africa. You know, I, I get that the, the, the world looked different then, but, but, but we all of our, are we all are, we all are carbon based life forms that have the ability for conscious thought. And that's, that's, that's what makes us the most similar and it's the most important part. And, and I don't understand. I, I, I get it. You have religion, wealth. Those are the thing. Those are the two things that split people the most politics. You know, there was there. something, there was something I wanted to talk to your work about and I, and I hate to interrupt, but I want to no, hear your fine. thoughts on this. Did you know, and I'm sure we just didn't talk about it, that um, Republicans are trying to overturn the Americans disability act really yes I, I forgot to tell you about it what what they're doing is you, you of course you know what it is with sure. ramps you had it ramp yeah. yeah accessible equal equalization and, and making making it basically that that's what that's what made it um state federal um buildings whether they are whether they are offices or they are schools that sort of thing there has to be handy accessible access uh and and it has to be um of a certain Regulation. There, there's there are necessities that it has to meet in order for it to meet that meet the the yes the American Disability Act. Yes. The reason the reason they're over the reason they attempt to overturn it, and I want to say it is already passed the Senate. I think it's already passed the Senate. The reason to overturn it is because they were saying that businesses should not be in fear of being sued for not being accessible. So that's the reason trying to overturn it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> what? Okay. First of all, first of all, my my question is: is what what business? What uh, if you're a hotel? If if you're a hotel, then you have a ramp because the the bell cart, the, you know, the the bellhop cars carts, yeah. they have mm-hmm. wheels. You can't take wheels upstairs. Yeah. So what hotel mm-hmm. is going to be built without stairs? What movie theater is not ramped in a way that? That 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 you go down because I'm going to be honest with you. If you sit in a movie theater that is completely flat, 
you're and you're having to look up the screen or, or you're looking forward at the screen, every single person in front of you is going to be their head's going to be blocking you. If if you go, yes, you're right. What what is the? I don't understand. What is the harm in actually just putting a ramp or having handy accessible uh, parking spaces? That is ridiculous. The harm is because I say the same thing all the time. This administration does not care about. This administration reminds me of Hitler. We need to get rid of everyone who is not like we want them to be. If you have anything that's different, if you're not like me, this this, I mean, this administration says to themselves, if you're not like. Donald Trump or Rex Tillerson. If you're not like those individuals, we don't want you. Yeah, I, 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 I wish that I wish that there was evidence to support the idea that that's not the case. I know that you know people. What's amazing to me is whenever anyone suggests that Donald Trump may have some racist tendencies or that may he may have some uh, some ideas that tend to lean more towards a white sort of nineteen. I'm sorry, uh, eighteen forty two thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime they try to disagree with me, they, there's no evidence to say except that they all that they always pull out. Well, he hired Amarosa, and and he's got that guy that works in his communication department. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's an Indian an individual. Uh, or um, when I say Indian, I mean from the country of India. And, and not him, yeah. but I think his parents. Um, but that you know, they always pull out examples. Well, there well, there's that. You know, you know, he's got he had Amar- Amarosa and. <laughs> You know, and then he's got the the woman that is the uh, I think she is uh, she is the secretary of oh, transportation. Uh, secretary of uh, transportation is uh, I, I believe that she is Asian. Uh, I'm not sure what country. Um, probably I'm not going to say probably. I don't know. But you know, they always point out. Well, he he. You know, that was a minority hire. That was a minority hire. That was minority. Okay, you've given me three. You've you've literally given me three in, in an administration that hire that has employed under the White House itself, not the career White House staff, not the people that have been there for 15, 20, 30 years that have been basically taking care of the last four or five presidents, but the people that the president hires, there are literally thousands of positions available. I mean, a huge number of positions available, whether it's from um, uh, ambassadors across the world to, to, you know, the, the, his, his support staff and things like that. There are literally a nearly a thousand jobs available. And you've been able to give me three individuals that <laughs> that represent his minority staff. So, no, it's 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 ridiculous. So, well, well Keith, we we have, we have literally gone an hour and twenty minutes, which is fantastic. Oh yeah. And you didn't mention yeah. Tim Tebow once, not a single time. <laughs> I am impressed. I should have talked about it. No, go for it. No, please give me. No, I, we got I plenty of time. Tim, we, I was just joking. We got plenty of time. Mention T. Tim T. Here, here's my problem with Tim Tebow. Here's my problem, and I've explained this to Keith. I, I, I think Tim Tebow is an outstanding individual. He is an amazing athlete at his age, which I think is, I think we decided is thirty. Um, I could look it up, but yeah, Tim Tebow, I don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the, the the problem I have with Tim Tebow is that he did not go through the normal process of being uh, looked at by scouts and things like that. He himself paid for a scouting session for the major leagues. He, he paid for these scouts to come and watch him hit baseballs. And, and, and if you go back to 
I guess it was it wasn't last year, but it was 2016. If you go back and you look at his scouting performance, um, I I don't know how many hits he got off, but I want to say he only missed a couple. And he he, you know, some of them were home runs, but every single pitch was a fastball up and, and straight down the middle. So you know, who doesn't hit a home run off a fastball up? I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that anybody can do. I can't, but uh, you know, I, I know the fundamentals of baseball enough that if you get a fastball up, you're gonna hit it out. You're gonna hit it for distance, and that's what happened. Was Tim Tebow had a paid pitcher to stand out there and throw the ball, and 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 basically lob it at him in the place that he wanted it. And and even when he was in Columbia, he didn't. He struggled. He was not. There were players on our on, on the Columbia Fireflies that were better than Tim Tebow. But Tim Tebow got to move up to the 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 next level, single A. And I, I I feel like it's unfair because he is literally taking the spot away from someone else who has legitimate talent that at the age of nineteen is now going to have to wait longer before they might they get in the show. And that prolong that that increases the possibility of injury. That increases the possibility that that um, they may get overlooked. And, and Tim Tebow is taking that away from somebody else because at the age of 30, he is still a teenage narcissist. He cannot handle the fact that he was becoming less recognized that 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 he didn't you know he didn't enter a stadium and and people go crazy for him and you know he has it now yes he does and you mentioned people i wasn't going to talk i know <laughs> I, wasn't talking. I have no comment on him because I, I agree with you after we talked about it uh, he is a really good athlete he's a great athlete but then as i look at it you were correct he is taking the place of someone else and i see how those and all aspects of life, I won't go into details, you, you know, we talk about. Um, and all aspects of life have individuals who are, yeah, are past, who the game, I'm not saying it's passing by, but they didn't, there are other individuals who are younger than them who are better than them. Sure. And that younger individual should have more of an opportunity than an individual who is much older. Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm, I'm not saying I don't wish Tim Tebow well. Again, I think he's an outstanding individual. He is charitable. He is friendly with yes, his fans. You know, last year when he was playing for Columbia, he, he they were in Charleston, and he got mocked, I mean, severely. And he got mocked for his Christianity. And his Christianity is what probably got him promoted up to the next league. It wasn't his talent, but his yeah. Christ, it was the fact that he held it together. He did not say anything negative back to them, you know, the, these people that were mocking him in Charleston. But, you know, he he continued to be the upstanding individual that, that he has always been who just tends to want to be in the spotlight. So I, I can't blame him for that. He's, I mean, I'm doing a podcast where I'm begging people to listen to this. So I get it. You know, I, I'm, I'm right there with him. I just, I, I'm just not using a baseball bat to do it. So, but uh, yeah, that I, Keith, I sincerely uh, appreciate you being on the program tonight. Um, it, is a, it is a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I look forward to the next time that we can do this. Um, I, I assume that yes, if, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. If, if, uh, if, if things go as crazy as uh, in politics, then we'll do this again real soon. So, Again, I appreciate it. Uh, Keith Cooper, um, we will we will do this again really, really soon. Have a great night. You Thank too. You. Thank, Thank you. Alright, buddy. That is going to do it for the show this week. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, follow us on Twitter, AAN underscore pod, at AAN underscore pod. 
We will do this again uh, next week. Thank you again. The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.